Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. Those are longer episodes once a week. Uh, check that out if you haven't already. Hello, I just watched the daily podcast about big law. I am very interested in big law. I hope to work in the corporate sector one day. I don't know if it's realistically attainable for me, though. I graduated from Penn State University in 2011 with a 3.25 GPA, and my most recent LSAT score, that's the first test I have taken, was a 158. I know this isn't good enough, and I plan on taking the test at least two more times. I know I can do better, and I'm working on it, but I don't think with my GPA I would be able to get into or get a scholarship to a T14 school. Do I need to attend a T14 school to practice big law? Is there a way to work your way up when you enter the job market after graduation? Wow, uh, that's from Abby. Thank you, Abby. First thing, let's let's investigate this assumption that with a 3.25 GPA, Abby cannot get into or get a scholarship from a T14. My, my gut is telling me that that's probably not correct. Well... Yeah, let's look at the we the LSAT number we have is a one fifty eight, which is not great. But I'm a com, I'm confused. Is that a cold diagnostic or is that an official first score? Well, the first test I have taken. Let's. I'm not sure it really matters because, you know. Well, I was just gonna say if that's a cold diagnostic, I'd be like, holy cow, you have the potential to get a very high score. So let's assume that they end up getting a very high score. Best case scenario, right? Whether this is a cold, if that's a cold diagnostic, I would expect that Abby is going to end up in the 170s. Yeah. But even if you've been studying for a while and that's an official 158 with some prep, mm-hmm. I I would still think that we can get you a 10 point improvement. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect that if people do what we say, they're going to improve by 10 points. You know, get yourself a demon free account. Start studying right away. Come to my classes, my study groups, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Make full, take full advantage of the free demon resources, and then consider doing one of our paid plans if you like the free stuff. But we, you know, we get 10, 15, 20 point improvements out of people all the time, and yep. so, you know, just what's what's a three point two five and a one seventy gonna get, Abby? Not anywhere in the top fourteen. Um, might it might be admitted a, though to some. Oh, well, you might schools. get admitted, but yeah. I think Abby's looking for a scholarship, right? Um, well, yeah, Abby. If if not, she should be. Yeah. So, um, the first full ride scholarship that I see, University of Iowa College of Law, more than full with a three point two five and a one seventy. Um, this is lsatdemon.com slash scholarships, by the way. Play with uh, your GPA and various LSATs and see what kinds of offers you might be likely to get. Does that change with a 175? Yes, but still no full rides in the top 14. The first time you get a full ride in the top 14 is when you get a 179. Okay. So, yeah, frequently with low grades, um, the, the ship might have sailed on getting a T14 school for free. 
Yeah. Uh, but with a 3.25 and a 175, you are getting full tuition or estimated full tuition at University of Florida, more than full tuition at University of Minnesota, full tuition at University of North Carolina, more than full at Alabama, full at Boston College, full at Brigham Young. And then it starts just being more than full at like all kinds of places, full and more yeah. than full at all kinds of places. Yeah. So you can absolutely still go to law school and go for free with the right LSAT. Um, I just, I would not do this plan at all until you get the best LSAT you can get. That's, that's step one. Yep. Don't settle for that 158. I mean, I I don't think you should go to law school with less than a 165. With a 165, you start getting full tuition at uh, Arizona ranked 47th in the country. Uh, UC Hastings, more than full. That's my alma mater. Uh, UC Hastings, more than full with a 3.25 and a 165. Yeah. Uh, I know people who went to Hastings who work in big law. So there you go. That's only seven more points of LSAT. I mean, I'm not sure why you want to go into big law, but assuming you do and that makes the most sense for you, I would say it wouldn't hurt to read the Law Career Playbook by Rachel Gezersay and just get more familiar with how applying for jobs works. And maybe that will give you a better sense of how you can work your way into big law, even if you don't end up at some of these top schools. One of the paths that people take to big law is to accumulate trial experience. I remember one of my uh, fellow students at Hastings, after, um, after Hastings, went to a prosecutor's office Mm. and racked up a bunch of trial experience. One of the things about big law firms is that they hardly go to trial, or at least they certainly don't send their, you know, first, second, third year associates into a courtroom. Yeah. Um, And so they need people to, who are able to run trials. Sure. And so one of the things that they'll do is they'll use those, um, you know, top 14 graduates as worker bees, um, <laughs> first, second, third year doing research and writing and really grinding it out, right. F- writing motions and briefs and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they will go poach people out of the district attorney's office because they know that that guy right away, right out of law school was running trials every single day. Yeah. And so that is one of the routes that you might be able to go uh, to get yourself into big law, even if you don't go straight into big law right after undergrad. As far as why Abby would want to go to big law, there's one main reason or 200,000 main reasons per year, which is it's, it's money. Yeah. yeah. The lawyers who get paid are the ones who go to big law. So like if, if you're, if you're in this, if you're on this path because you want to get rich, really big law is the way to do that. And uh, so that's, you know, that's the motivation. It's certainly sure. not for like quality of life. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, people. I question it because I, I can see a lot of people thinking, Oh, I want to go to law school. Why? So I can become a big law lawyer. It's like, but do you really? Um, do you know what that know. actually means? Yeah. Yeah. So, but assuming that's what you want to do, I would read that book. I would try to get the best LSAT score you can possibly get. And yeah, that's another option is to do that, um, 
to get that trial experience. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I should also say that like I know people who went to Southwestern University in Los Angeles. Southwestern's mm-hmm. ranking, I would guess, is one hundredth or more. Like it's not, you know, it's a isn't distinct... that where Rachel went, the author of? Oh yeah, you know what? She might have gone to Southwestern. Now that I think about it, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Um, it's a it's a it's a beautiful building. It's right in Koreatown, yeah. downtown Los Angeles. Um, I have one of my best friends went there. Uh, it's, but I, I know another guy who went to Southwestern who finished first in his class at Southwestern and then immediately went straight to big law right out of Southwestern. Hmm. Um, if you are the cream of the crop at any ABA school, there are opportunities in big law for you. You know, maybe not every firm, but certainly, if you kick ass, you know, if you're like literally the valedictorian of your class at a ABA accredited school, I think that there is a path into big law. Yeah. It's not as likely as it is if you, you know, when you go to um, when you go to Stanford, I I think a hundred percent of that graduating class has an opportunity to work in big law if they want it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to UCLA. I think that uh, two thirds or 75% of that class probably has an opportunity to work in big law if they want it directly out of law school. Where would people go? Uh, Law school transparency, I think, would be a good place for information on this. You might also check out NALP, National Association of Law Placement or Legal Placement. I don't know, NALP, N-A-L-P, and they might have some information. You should definitely check out different schools and look at their big law placement rates. Yep. Um, but there is also that way of like, if you kick ass, no matter what you're doing, if you, if you're like build a successful legal practice, <laughs> like big law firms would love to absorb your successful legal practice one way or the other. If you can, if you can make it rain, then they, they have a spot for you. Yeah. Cool. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.